Welcome to the Revolution of Interdependence podcast. My name is Will Sampson, and I'm a change coach and I'm a social scientist. I guide executives and companies to new levels of growth. Look, if you want to improve your life all by yourself, that is your business. But if you want help from others, well, that's our business, and that's what this podcast is all about helping each other succeed. And we do that by inviting people into a growing revolution of interdependence. My guest on today's podcast is Carrie Schmidt. Carrie is the author of Behind the Screen, which is a powerful book that lays out a system of transformation. And on today's interview, we talk about the unconscious habits that negatively impact our lives. We get into how we can recognize if we're stuck in the matrix of our programming. And we also touch on how trauma can shape us in positive ways. So are you ready? All right, then let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Revolution of Interdependence. And I'm really excited today. I get to talk with Carrie Schmidt. And Carrie is the founder and CEO of Infinite Solutions. She's a transformational life and business coach. And uh, we'll probably get into it a little bit, but she recently released her first book, Behind the Screen, which teaches a seven-step lifetime uh, life timeline system of transformation to help readers connect to their power, passion, and purpose. Carrie provides life coaching, business consulting services that deliver her clients with total transformation. And her vision, listen to this because I love this, her vision is to teach, reach, and transform over a million lives globally by helping raise human consciousness and mental awareness. So welcome to the podcast, Carrie. Thank you, Will. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. This is so great. So uh, every we ask every guest the same first question, which is, tell us a story of interdependence. Tell us a, a story of somebody that was the difference maker for you that helped you uh, get to where you are today. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share two people. One is my mother. Um, and I don't give her enough credit for helping me be a single mother. So I've raised my son on my own since he was born. He's now 15 years old. And I've been able to really grow in my career, personally, professionally. And I've been able to do that with my mom's support because she's there for my son when I have to go away for work trips and things like that. So I couldn't do anything without my mom. And number two, um, I had a boss um, many years ago. It was like uh, 14 years ago. He came into the company that I was working for. I was a customer service rep representative at that time. And he came in as the general manager and his job was to kind of transform the company, turn it around. Right. And so he asked me one day, very, when I was young, I went down in the front office and he said, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to do for the company? And I looked at him and I said, I want to have your job one day. And I was being honest and fast forward 10 years, I was promoted to general manager of a $100 million company, which was all male dominated. Um, I had PL responsibility for $100 million, 24 seven operation, over 350 employees. And I would have never been able to get to that position if it wasn't for him and his mentorship and his leadership. And, you know, he said, I'll give you, um, what do you say? I'll give you a rope. I'll give you enough rope. You can either hang yourself with it or, you know, however that saying goes, yeah, but um, yes. And so I'm, I'm grateful to my mom and my um, former boss, his name's Eric. So I'm, I'm grateful to those two people. All right. Shout out to mom and Eric. I love it. 
So um, a lot of what you talk about is this idea of unconscious behaviors that really shape the way we think. Can you tell us, let's, let's start, let's start there. Talk, talk to us more about unconscious behaviors and how we're maybe trapped in, in them often in ways we don't realize. Yeah, we're trapped in a program. Um, my book is called Behind the Screen. The screen is your lens of life. It's the veil of reality between your conscious and subconscious mind. And they don't teach us enough about the power of our mind, at least growing up and in school. And I, you know, got to a certain point in my life where I was looking for more out of my purpose. You know, what's my passion? What do I really want to do with my life? And I started to research and I started to look into personal development and life coaching and different things. And what I realized was we have this very powerful supercomputer in our brain and it's called your subconscious mind or your subconscious programming. And it acts just like a computer in terms of programming. Um, our neurons, neurotransmitters, they wire and fire together and they, and they form these synaptic connections, almost like a riverbed would form. And the more you think, feel, and act a certain type of way, it forms this riverbed in your brain. Well, what we don't realize is that the riverbed was formed when we were young. So from zero to seven years old, Dr. Bruce Lipton teaches about um, children who are operating at a state of consciousness or your brainwave frequency is in a theta frequency level, which means that you're basically downloading everything that you see in your environment, you observe, you feel, you know, the behavior that you see, you basically pick that up in your mind. Well, then we grow up, you know, we go through adolescence, we become adults. What we don't realize as adults is that we have this subconscious program running in the back of our mind. And if you think about it logically, we're only conscious about 5% of the time. So what is our consciousness? What are we conscious of? It's what we're paying attention to at this present moment. And in every present moment, it's where we're paying attention and where your attention goes your energy flows. Okay. So you have to start to notice, um, your level of awareness. Okay. But as adults, you know, we go through life and we have just gotten into these routines and these patterns and these habits. And so we go through life oftentimes unconscious of the power that we have because the power is in our consciousness. It's in our awareness and you can raise your level of awareness and this is what I like to teach to my clients and help my clients break through the patterns of the past, overcome the conditioning that they picked up because it's not our fault, right? I mean, this is, this is just something that we inherited and it has become a survival or defense mechanism oftentimes, and it can lead to negatively impacting our results in life. So we have to get conscious of our unconscious behavior patterns right. and or self-sabotaging habits so that we can learn how to overcome and then reprogram our mind and our body in order to get what we would really like. I love that. That's really helpful. And I, I know you talk about sort of peeling back some of those layers and becoming aware. Drill down on that idea. So becoming aware because we... We live in an attention economy, right? Not just it's not just Facebook and and LinkedIn. They the the world wants my eyeballs. They want my yeah. attention. They want my conscious awareness. 
That's right. And so I'm not just fighting against me. I'm not just fighting against my past. I'm fighting against every, like every, everything around me. So what are, how do I begin to drill down on that level of awareness and become more aware first of just what's, how have I been programmed? Let's start there. Let, how do I, how do you help folks become aware of the ways in which they become programmed? Yep. So in the book, I teach a seven step system of transformation. So step one is to tag it. I'm going to tag my unconscious behavior pattern. I'm going to notice that this is something that I do that negatively impacts the results in my life. Um, so for instance, I talk a lot in my book about my own personal stories and how I, I use my life to teach the system of transformation. Um, so, you know, in my past, I had my heart broken a lot and I got, um, I went through a lot of different relationship struggles, emotionally exhausting relationship struggles. And I had to learn how to stop caring. That's, that's what I say. I, I taught myself to just shut down the feeling, build walls around my heart. I talk about brick mortar and stuff. They're just cold cracks of darkness, (laughs) but we, we, we develop Um, certain ways of responding to situations based upon what we went through. Um, So my defense mechanism was I push people away. So instead of, I was hurt for so many years that if I, you know, get a sense that this person could hurt me, I just peace out by lose my phone number. It's a line I delivered to many, many people in my life, lose (laughs) my phone number. Don't ever call me again. Um, But, you know, it, it plays out in different Um, situations and scenarios. So if something happens where I feel neglected or, you know, um, afraid of getting hurt, then I'll just shut down and push people away. That's an unconscious uh, mechanism. And it negatively impacted my results because I've been sick. I was single for many, many years just because I just don't have time for the drama and whatever else. So I focused on me, my son and my career. Um, but then I was always yearning for love, right? I wanted love. I just wanted somebody to love me. Well, who's going to love me if I push everybody away. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, so that's one example of how you can kind of notice. And this is what I tell my clients is just start to notice what you're noticing. Like we can actually take a step back, take a breath and just start to notice the thoughts that are going on in our mind you know, um, and then start to notice how those thoughts make you feel. I mean, just spend a week jotting down, you know, taking notes of some of this, these ways of thinking. And, you know, maybe it's a way of thinking when you're at work or around certain people, you know, maybe your boss triggers you in certain ways. So start to notice those triggers. That's key. And then once you start to notice the triggers, again, this is step one, tag it, then you can go back in your life timeline from zero until today. At what point in my life was the first time that I noticed this type of behavior, this way of thinking, this way of feeling or acting. And then remember, so that's step two is go back and remember. And most often what you'll see is that this, this stems from childhood. It might not be related in a certain way, but it's, 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 it's your inception point of that program. And then you can start to see how that has showed up in your life timeline in multiple different situations or in different relationships. And then if you see a pattern that has repeated itself in other people, 
Ding, 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 ding. That's, that's the hot, that's the, that's, that's the key. You got it. So now that you've identified it, then you can learn how to overcome it and then reprogram your way of thinking. So you're basically erasing the riverbed of the original program, and you're going to start building a new riverbed of a healthy program. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Uh, I don't know if you know the work of Paul McKenna, but uh, he's a hypnotherapist and he um, in some of his, a lot of his work, he talks about, you know, when you're doing meditation with him, it's first of all, focus and then focus on focusing and then focus on the focus. Yeah. You know, so there's this kind of meta work that's involved there, but it's, it's not the kind of work we do normally. It's not the kind of work we uh, you know, we're, we almost think we're just supposed to keep going through life, keep barreling through. We're not supposed to really pause to think or to tag things or to remember trauma. It seems, it almost seems like the world and sometimes even the psychological world is almost aligned against us doing that deep psychological, historical archeology. span Do you find that in your practice? Yes, because we weren't taught that, you know, our Western culture hasn't been taught the importance of meditation and the benefits of meditation or exercise in terms of yoga or qigong and moving energy see for me i'm a really logical person and when i started to learn quantum physics and how energy is everything right. um and you learn like the oh it, it's it, i i feel like we can now put science behind spirituality. And to me, it makes sense. And when it makes sense, I'm like, wow, why don't we teach this to the world? This is what I'm talking about. Raising human consciousness, getting people to realize that you have the power inside of you and through your mind and your body, you can literally change your level of vibration. You know, I had a friend of mine say that your energy introduces you before you even speak. And it is 100% true. You know, you could come on just like a zoom call with somebody and they don't even have to open their mouth or anything. And you can kind of probably already sense their energy, the body language, and just, you know, it's all communication. And there's so many different forms of communication versus just, you know, us speaking or listening. There's just our vibration is a communication tool that the universe (laughs) reads. And when you start to, when you start to do the work internally, because you can't, you know, the only thing we have control over, if anything is ourselves, right? So we, we can change ourselves, And when you change yourself, you impact the collective, but you also impact the people around you. Yeah. So why not start here? Right. Right. So I want to ask two, two very different questions. So I'll start with this one, which is really kind of big picture. And it relates to what you're talking about. I sometimes feel like we are, those of us that are tied into some of these energy questions and looking at issues of quantum physics, I sometimes feel like we are, um, accused of being woo-woo because the scientific and medical world hasn't caught up yet. And I'm wondering what you think about that. Like it, it, it sometimes feels like, like I remember early on um, hearing about, you know, just the power of thinking positively about something, which felt woo-woo until Martin Seligman came out with 
his work on positive psychology. And suddenly we all real, suddenly we all bow down and realize, oh my gosh, that was, you know, so true. So I'm wondering maybe what is it that convinced you of some of these things or how did you discover them? Did it come out out of your experience? How did, how did you begin to recognize the role of energy and, and quant, the quantum relationship of interconnection, interconnectedness and all that? I mean, books, you know, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, yeah. Revolutionary, The Placebo Effect, The Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer. I mean, I research and I read and I listen, you know, I seek out the information and it's there. So if anybody says it's woo-woo, Right. I'm sorry, we're going to woo woo you back over to read some books and do some education to, to get your mind right, because there is no woo woo-ness about this. It is science and science can prove now it's starting to be able to prove like they're rewriting science books from 20 years ago because the new science is starting to show that everything is energy and you can actually measure your level of consciousness. I'm reading a book by um, David Hawkins, who uh, his book was Power Versus Force, and he actually mapped out your levels of consciousness. And this is according to your vibration as well. And <clears throat> like there are so many studies and there's so much research being done now. And to be honest, I believe that you know, the powers that be have um, kept this information from the masses just because it is so powerful what you can do when you harness your own energy and your thoughts, by the way, give off energy. So if you're thinking negative thoughts, there is a negative vibration coming from the electrical impulses in your brain and everything is electromagnetic. So if you think about it, the brain and the heart, electromagnetic, it's a frequency we give off. And we just have not harnessed or learned how to tap into harmonics, biogeometry. Biogeometry is the new science. I'm studying this now. Like I'm going to take classes and learn this because there's so many tools that you can apply to your own life to get better. So I want to learn it and then I want to help teach it to others. I love that. And what better thing to, to, uh, to learn, what better way to learn than to know that you're going to want to teach it to somebody else? Yes. How much of this came out of your experience? Because I, at least it's true for me, to the extent I've had spiritual transformation, it I read about it. I, you know, I, I was able to, I, I have a pretty big library, mm -hmm. but it happened, um, the transformation happened when I experienced it, when I, when I actually sort of lived into it. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that and not just in your, both in your own experience and the experience with clients. Right. Uh, it's transformational. I mean, it's life changing in my opinion. You know, I talk about the wake up call. I had two wake up calls in my life. The first was the birth of my son, which changed my life. The second was the death of my father, which was very unexpected. And so, you know, we go through seasons for a reason. Oftentimes we don't understand why, and we don't need to understand why, but it's all in taking away. What can I take away from this? What can I learn? And I think we are here to evolve spiritually. We're here to raise our level of consciousness consciousness to overcome our karmic debt or whatever you want to call it. We have to overcome certain things spiritually, I think, in order for us to move on and wherever we go after here. Um, and I have applied this way of thinking to my life. I have manifested 
pretty much every goal, like I set goals every single year and I check them off because I'm a very results oriented person, but I've manifested like my dream house, my dream car, my soulmate. I spoke about my soulmate for two years. Now I am in love with my soulmate and hope to spend the rest of my life with him. Like you can apply this to your life to transform your health and well-being. I mean, I eat healthy, I treat my body healthy, I exercise. You know, in my relationships, I try really hard to notice my own downfalls and try to override my own programming on a daily basis to have a better relationship with my son, my mother, my boyfriend, my friends, clients. Like how can I get better? How can I show up better to each situation because when you do it, it just has a ripple effect, right? It's good. Let's, let's promote good energy and positivity in the world, if at all possible. Um, so, and then clients, I have seen clients come out of dead end jobs where they're miserable, start their own business. You know, I have, um, I had one client who wanted to coach basketball to kids. Like he was teaching and he just wanted out. And now he does that full time. I had another client who wanted to be a singer. He ended up on the masked singer. TV show, Um, like just so many different transformational stories that when you apply certain systems to your life, you will see amazing things. And I always say, after your vision, you end with this or something even greater still, because you can vision and resonate in the future, but you know, the power is up to God and the universe to deliver. And you just never know what you're going to get. And it's a beautiful thing when you do. I'd tell clients, I had to, I had to remove the word crazy from my vocabulary because I started, (laughs) I started saying all the time, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is crazy. And I'm like, okay, it's not crazy, Carrie. It's just really universal alignment. It really does work. So let's just keep going. (laughs) Right. When you start to use that word so much, it stops losing its currency. I love it. Now, what I love about the, the both your own story and the stories of, of your clients is how they seem to have been transformed in many of their perspectives. And, and I know that's something you talk about, like mm-hmm. how to see how to see the effects of this unconscious programming on your on your various parts of your life, on the various perspectives. How do you help clients do that? Just by starting to notice, notice what you're noticing and shift your perspective. So put yourself in the other person's shoes, you know, and I do this with my son, right? Being a parent, right? It's hard to be a parent, especially to a teenager. And it's kind of like, okay, they don't get it. Why doesn't he get it? Get up and do the dishes and clean up after yourself. And instead of me getting stressed out and upset all the time, I have to switch my perspective and think about his level of awareness, right? Right. So we can all talk about our level of energy and our level of awareness. And sometimes you have to see it from their viewpoint because they don't see the world that you see because they haven't experienced what you've experienced. So we walk through life expecting people to act certain ways or do certain things. And because of our expectation, we get let down or right? And we don't, we don't receive what we're expecting. And so then it creates conflict. Well, let's avoid the conflict by looking at our expectations and instead reverse it and see what level of awareness the other person is operating at. And when you do that, you can shift your approach to be much more productive. Right. Right. 
Now, I know in your book, you talk about the mental health crisis in, in behind the screen, you talk about the mental health crisis and, you know, that's, it, it'd be hard to avoid. I mean, we are in a crisis of mental health nationally, globally, uh, every year, the world health organization says our level of depression increased fastest growing rates of death in the United States, at least our suicide, alcoholic liver disease, and drug overdose. We've got this, it's an, it's an epidemic literally of, of a pandemic of mental health. Yes. How do you talk, talk to us about that and, and kind of how you approach that question and how you help clients through that issue? Well, I mean, you know, we are living in times of complete uncertainty, stress. There's, there's one thing that is, inevitable is change, right? So we, we are changing, but we have to have a center point. You have to go back to something to bring you back together. And I just feel like we're so separate. Um, and we are trying to fill these voids, right? So we have a void inside of us. And so we try to fill the void with something on the outside of it, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, online shopping, emotional eating, whatever it is, that's going to fill that void, but it's a temporary fix for something that we're lacking. So let's, you know, shift our awareness again to what am I lacking? What is it that I'm really needing to fill me up versus trying to get it from the outside? Cause you won't get it from the outside. You'll right. continue to repeat the same patterns and you'll continue to get these results that you're probably getting until you start to do something differently. So let's go inside. Let's look at our own programming and how it plays out and how we can shift our own programming. Because when we do, we can overcome the depression, the anxiety, the thoughts of suicide, you know, because we're feeling a loss of independence or a loss of we're insecure, we're sad, we're heartbroken, whatever the reason might be. And that's what I say. I share a lot of personal stories in my book, because I want other readers to know that you're not alone. Like I struggled. I tried to commit suicide. I did things that I'm not proud of. And I share those things in an effort to help other people see that I'm not alone and I can come out of this dark place. And, and I teach, you know, things that you can do to come out of that place, but it takes the will You know, we can't change without the willingness to want to change. So when you get to a point where you feel that will kind of saying, I want something different, please take action. Please, please just do something different. Follow that intuition that's saying, I want to change. I want to get better. Great. What's one baby step you can take? You know, make a phone call to somebody, ask for help. It's we have to do that. And we have to, as a collective society, be more supportive and empower others to take that step. I love that. I love everything you just said. And especially that last comment, because that is all about interdependence. And um, how do you, how do you encourage clients to find the love and belief they need? I, I certainly know in some of the people I deal with, you know, what's most, what's in most short supply is their own self-belief, their own self-love. How do you help clients find that? It's, it's, it's not easy, but it can be done, right? So we have to start to pay attention to what 
what lights us up? What makes your soul sing? You know, what, what is that thing that just makes you happy and it makes you smile, do more of it, tap into that. You know, oftentimes we, you know, when we were kids, we had so much joy and so much imagination, right. For life, go back to what lit you up when you were younger and start doing a little bit more of that, just incorporate it into your week, maybe once a week start. You know, I, I talk to people who say, oh, I love to sing. Well, when's the last time that you sang, right? So these things that you love to do or play guitar, you know, I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a rock star. Okay, well, why don't we pick up the, the guitar again and start to play some strings? You just never know what'll come from that. So tap into those things that really, you know, light you up. Like for me, it's being out on the lake and like Mm -hmm. on water. I love water and just nature. So I try to get there as much as I can, because it's a time that just fills my soul. So you got to find, you know, I tell my clients all the time, what fills your cup, you know, and a lot of people don't know this. They don't know what fills my cup, but let's try, let's try on some things and see what you like, what you enjoy. Let's start small. And then we can, we can try to figure it out along the way. I love that. So in behind the screen, I know you talk about sort of the importance of cleaning the screen to sort of carry that metaphor forward. As people move through the process of personal transformation, how do they keep their screen clean? Like, what are some habits that that you work with on your clients or some suggestions you have for your clients in sort of keeping your transformation evergreen or fresh all the time? Do you have any suggestions or thoughts on that? Never stop doing the work. It's daily. I mean, this is, this is work that you'll do every single day. I do this every single day when I notice how I show up, you know, in in situations or in relationships, how am I showing up? How am I contributing? Right. Don't always keep the blinders on and look at the other person and say, you do this, you do this, you do this. Okay. We'll stop. Let's, let's flip it. How can I, how can I impact this relationship better? How am I showing up? What am I bringing to the table? You know, look at yourself too. Um, But it has to be daily. So, you know, eating right, exercising, those two things like kick, kick, start your life, right? Eating right, exercising. Okay. What am I doing with my mind? How am I, you know, overriding the programs? If I say something negative, I say, cancel, cancel, and replace it with something positive. Cause I do too. I mean, I'm a life coach, right? Okay. But I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Right. I say, oh, I'm such a dummy. Oh, cancel, cancel. I am so smart. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. And so just those things, actually, that's called the Silva method. And it's actually documented from the seventies. Um, yep. Anyway. Long story. Oh um, no, you can talk about the Silva method. Where a lot of my listeners are Mind Valley uh, in the in the sort of Mind Valley community. Yes. So yeah, you'll get a lot I of. Was with, I was with Vishen Lakiani in Mind Valley right before 2020 COVID hit. I was in LA okay. at Mind Valley Live and yeah. just <laughs> good people. <laughs> yep, not surprising. Not surprising. Yeah. That's great. So, I mean, it, it, the, the work has to happen every day and it has to be conscious application, conscious application. How am I showing up? What's my level of awareness? Where's my vibration? Now, if I notice that, you know, I'm vibrating low in a dense level, anger, fear, jealousy, envy, whatever, pause, 
Like you said at the beginning, when we were talking, people forget to pause, pause and breathe. The reason why is that calibrates your central nervous system. It, It brings everything back here. So you're not fighting or fleeing. You're actually, okay, I'm going to bring my power back to center. And if you need to walk away or take a rain check for the conversation, do that because it's probably way better than going into it and fighting and, you know, having the conflict. So effective conflict resolution is to let's take a step back. All right. And, and let's really look at this. Our emotions usually lead the way. Right. And I think this is the key to development is understanding how to regulate your emotions in certain instances um, and use them for good because emotions are the language of life. Um, yeah. Well, this has been such a great time together. I want people to be able to find your book and to keep in touch with you. How do they do that? Uh, you can go to carrie-schmidt.com. That's my website. Um, if you go to uh, the website, there's a complimentary strategy session you can book if you're interested in learning what it's like to work with me. Um, I do business consulting services and you can you can get the book there, but it's on Amazon. So if you go to Amazon, click behind the screen, you can get the paperback or hardcover and I'm going to be recording an audible soon. Awesome. Carrie Schmidt, this has been super great. I'm excited to share you with the listeners of Revolution of Interdependence. Thanks for showing up today. Thank you so much, Will. It's been great. I appreciate it. All right. And thanks to everyone who joined me today. You can find out how to connect with Carrie in the show notes, or you can go to carrie-schmidt.com. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did enjoy it, can you share it with one person in your world today and help me get the word out? And if you like what you heard here, you can sign up for my weekly insights. It's just a short bit of wisdom. And you do that over at willsampson.com. And you can also follow me on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at willsampsonchangecoach. And please hit the subscribe button because if you do that, then you'll be notified of the latest episodes. So thanks everyone, and I will see you next time on the Revolution of Interdependence podcast.